Hey there, Emma here. A note before we dive in, this episode is a bit unhinged. Delightfully in Nick's estimation, but we'll let you be the judge. We start with Nick and Julie recording the intro on a phone in a car, and by the end of the episode, they're attempting slam poetry while Nick and Frank are wrestling on the floor. It's a bit of a ride. And as always, we are uncensored and spoiler full. Enjoy! That was perfect. Amazing. Hi, Tim Stones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. <laughs> Today we are coming at you driving this Daisy style because we forgot to record an intro. What? Uh, I just wanted to do the car all over the Oh my god, it's getting steamy in here, mostly because it's raining and I'm a homosexual and she's... Who are you? Who am I? My name's Nick. Yeah. You're Julie. I am a friend. I am a friend. here, but we love them in spirit. Today we're going to be talking about... Oh my gosh. A whisper of next invention. Just a touch. Basically just to say Minju. 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 I, I'm sorry. Spoilers below. You should expect that every single episode. Yeah. Minju wins and it's fantastic. Quality time spent on love and blind. Blood is blind. And you'll remember that. <laughs> and various other topics. Thanks again for joining us, and I hope you enjoy. Enjoy. Well, let's go with an update on your everlasting love of nicotine. Where are we at? Okay, so I have reached um, 20 days now, so thank you so much. Almost a Sandra Bullock movie. (laughs) The sound you're about to hear is me walking out of this podcast and Julie's life entirely. When do you get to get a plant? Sorry, 20 days, that's amazing. So you're still on the lowest amount of the patch or the medium amount of the patch? Don't try to recover from your instantaneous judgmental with now a sentimental. I actually like that movie. As a person who, like, digs recovery, I like that 28 Days movie. I think it's great. I haven't seen... I mean, isn't... I was confused with, like, 28 Days Later. Right. The one about zombies. zombies which I haven't seen. <laughs> this one's about recovery. The awesome Alan. No clue what his last name is. Rickman? No. Thank you. Um, <laughs> He's you tried, Ron. sweetie. You did your fucking best. Yeah. It, I he do plays France. He's very funny. She's in recovery with all these people. You just have to get the horse's foot up. It's, it's Is it German? Sweet. He's German. Because, like, Sandra Bullock will not quit with, like, I'm German. And Her I mother is German. German. Yeah, Her I mother know. was an opera singer. Anyway, she back got on to YouTube. Back, <laughs> back to your journey. Sandra's sycophants, they're growing. No, I do love Sandra Bullock. Um, and she's a delightful woman, and she is German, and it is lovely that she can speak another language. Alan Tudyk, I love him. No, oh, he is so he's so, so good funny. In this. So in twenty eight days, Tudyk. once you get out of re- of rehab, you everyone wants to have sex, and they're like, you get a plant. If you can keep a plant alive for six months or whatever, then you get a pet. If you can keep the pet alive for a year, then you can date. Someone. That's like, risky. Those are the rules. <laughs> like, so you keep a plant alive, and now you're about to kill some dog. <laughs> but at the end of the movie. Years later, or whatever, Sandra Bullock is at a plant store. Yeah. And Alan Tudyk is with a dog and a dead plant. He's like, but I tried so hard to keep plant alive. I don't, he's like, I just want to have sex. It's really funny. It's a sweet movie. That sounds sweet. And I like how he we went Russian halfway through. I know, through. I missed it. Damn. Ah. Fact check, Julie cannot do it. I do love that even when we try to talk about a personal life, it immediately is compared to some sort of like media. And then we spend the entire time rehashing it because most of our life is just like watching TV. And yes. then... Assuming that that's reality, which for us it is. And, and that's listening. why we have this podcast. Because people like us exist. Hashtag segue. Um, yeah, no, the no nicotine thing is fine. 
Um, it feels fine. And I feel fine. Um, I hear through the grapevine, aka you talking earlier, that you were out drinking yes. alcoholic beverages. Sure. I found it very difficult not to smoke when I was drinking. Oh, so it's incredibly difficult. Did you do okay last night? Or? I just kept drinking more. <laughs> I figured that was a scary laugh. That's the sound that they're going <laughs> to, like, when I'm in treatment and I'm, like, working on fostering my plant, that's the sound they're going to have. I, yeah, no, I find it, it's difficult, yeah. Work is the hardest, I think, just because, like, any natural stressors, although the patch was immensely helpful because it felt like cheating. I was still, and in your mind, it is cheating. Um, so poor they can't mind. see your judgmental side <laughs> I was looking over my shoulder to see when I said that because I do remember saying that. Interesting. Um, well, I'm sure it's recorded somewhere. We can find it. But it was helpful because I got to break the, the, the physical habits while still getting like the mental supplementation of nicotine. But it's, still, it's weird. I, have this, I do have this app that's been hella helpful. It's called Quit Vaping. And um, it helps you quit vaping. <laughs> the alternative is death, right? To most things, honestly, not just smoking. <laughs> I know, but I remember being in a, still participating in a 12-step group, and you're like, this is terrible. You're like, well, the other option is death. So at yeah. least enjoy that you're still alive. That's fair. In a room full of sad, sad, pale women, it really makes you feel better when someone <laughs> says that to you. What were you in a 12-step program for? Was this for nicotine? No, uh, I am still in Al-Anon. So oh, it's for her. people who love people who are addicted to drugs and alcohol but are not one of them her. I'm addicted to you as opposed to the drugs and amazing alcohol. and so then sad. I can't even have an addiction of my own I have to be so good at bed and I'm good at bed <laughs> how uh, little of a life do you have I don't even drink and smoke but I love people who do what? did you want me to pay your rent okay <laughs> but it's all this it's like so fascinating and so wonderful to see what well, like I mean it's like train wrecks make great TV and they make great people <laughs> hold on listen <Yes. laughs> pulling the knife out of my heart oh I put it down on the table. I'm literally saying I'm a train wreck. I think I only heard you say that I was a train wreck. <laughs> no, I said train wrecks are fascinating, like on TV. And so I see how you would be interested in train wreck type people, which is like super addicted to drugs and alcohol. If you had listened to the rest of my story, you would find that it was self-deprecating and ultimately about me, which like, I don't know why we ever questioned that that'd be the direction I was going. It's sort of like how I'm an extroverted introvert. Where, like, as are you. Like, at parties, we'll show up if we have all of our fucking spoons and we can handle it. But then we're naturally introverted people. It's like, I give the essence of independence because I like to be alone a lot, but that's just, like, necessity and for the safety of others around me. Working on reframing that. I saw something <laughs> magical on either Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I can't remember. Yeah. But it was saying, like, when you're around people that you like and that like you... I'm, I never shut up, right? So am I truly an introvert or do I just like to be around people who make me feel good? And then if, if I don't feel safe, I don't talk. I think that's great. Yeah. As opposed to being like, I'm a shut in who watches television all by myself. Nobody loves me. It's like, well, I just don't actually enjoy you people, so I'm going to go home. What a great choice. That character would have a great country crooning career, though, and I would love to listen to her album. He'd be like the next Dolly Parton and say, like, I'm not going to say my political beliefs. Did you see what happened to the Dixie Chicks? All right, buy my books. You know how much money it takes to look this cheap? Hold on, I'm touching my giant boobs. That's Dolly Parton, that's all I got. That's, like, the crux of her humor, yeah. And, like, literacy with kids. Oh, she's an entire network of book programs where you can apply for free books. So she's given out hundreds of millions of books. Hundreds of millions? Hundreds of millions. And then what Truth happened the <laughs> She's given out a billion books. She invented the printing Four press. Four billion dollars in books. Gutenberg who? Okay, that was Dolly Parton. Steve Gutenberg invented the printing press. Steve Gutenberg. He <laughs> invented a baby. Um, and then didn't Dolly put burn down what burned down? 
<laughs> Australia. Burned, no, <laughs> some part of Tennessee burnt down, and she's like picking mm. it back up. Oh, the. I don't know. Anyway, truth booth. <laughs> I live. I live my entire life. Let's like an, like an episode of Jeopardy where you have to buzz in first, even if you don't know the answer, and then you just like gradually wait till your time's up. That's me. I have no idea. Did you watch the Jeopardy Tournament of Champions that was just on? Um, I did not. No. Or Ken Jennings beat that smug little man whose name I don't know. Because he's too smug. You don't even need to know his name. But that guy, like, would literally, he's like, I'm the master of the buzzer, and he would beat everybody for the buzzer. And he won so much. <laughs> <Zoltan Kamini>. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been alone all day, and uh, even though I had decided to get off of caffeine, we decided for the podcast that was a bad idea. <laughs> so last week, two weeks ago, we had watched Jojo Rabbit, and we were yeah. a little bit low energy, and then. We didn't discuss it, but last week, Nick came drunk. We got drunk fucking lit. I got, I got caffeine, and we're like, this one was so much better. It's like, okay, so we're not doing cocaine, so it's still fine, but like, let's get amped. Okay. So I got my Scottish breakfast tea, which is my drug of choice. I don't think it ends me in any other 12-step program, but... And I'm actively still pretty drunk from last night. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so The winning combination. We're doing amazing. So you finished Next in Fashion. I would love to hear your... Yes, thoughts. I did. It was uh, my father's birthday. Emma's as well. We have the same father. Um, I just felt like someone should clarify that. All the people are questioning. <laughs> like, where do they come what? from? Where did they go? Where did they go? Cotton Eye Joe? How'd you get here? So, Five, six, seven, seven eight, eight, my is driving me crazy. Nice. Nice. for the My dad's My Romeo, Romeo. Make it fast, make it slow. Five, six, seven, eight. It's like you have to finish it. <laughs> what? Next in fashion. <laughs> in France. Yeah, Alexa next in fashion. Chung. Yeah, so. Were you excited about who got to the final? Yes. So I think last time I picked like 18 people that I liked and there were only like 10 contestants. Correct. But Minju was among them. Minju! And fucking Minju won! That moment where she is um, is like trying to frame the wedding dress around her face though. And you see her through the mirror, through the camera. And it's just like, first of all, beautifully composed, like as far as cinematography goes. And it was just fucking hilarious. And then she fucking won. Okay. But the dude, what was the guy's name in the finale? Daniel. Daniel? His clothes were better than I thought they were going to be. A couple of them I absolutely loved. Yeah. I realized that I wear uh, pajamas for a living, and I have no right to talk about fashion, but I loved a lot of his clothes. But then you're like, why the pig nose? Like, are you just trying to be interesting? Hugh Grant of Next in Fashion? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he was Hugh reminding... Grant. Well, you I mean, I watched all those damn Bridget Jones movies, so... <laughs> <laughs> all your references are tainted they, by that. Pretty much. I was just like, oh, he's kind of like... Daniel. And he did help Minju. And then I love they were like, you cannot ask the seamstresses for help. And then Minju's like, do you like this? What do you think? <laughs> like immediately. Like, and there was... Stop that. And she even asked him for help, which I don't think they... And he said, sure. And the, Which was very sweet. It was lovely. I do think it's like they already have brands that are successful. Yeah, he's got a brand, a business. He's a businessman. He's running a business. <laughs> he's business. Her <laughs> stuff was adorable and vibrant and so much fun. Yeah. With it, but just slapping a pig nose on some pretty girl for no apparent reason. Well, because he used to go to the, he and his friends wore pig noses to parties. And that was the thing. I, <laughs> as soon as I felt it, I was like, that is the weakest, most <laughs> limp argument anyone could ever utter. My yeah. friends and I, I mean, like, like <laughs> stick knives in our eyeballs. So everyone's wearing <laughs> knives out, bitches. Okay, yeah, no, that was, first of all, I love Whatever character that is. Um, I have a lot going on today. I know, you like... Because I've been alone with a dog for a really long time. I really like to, like, 
siphon off your different personalities. And uh, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. That'll be I like a nice spin-off podcast. So I don't know about you guys, but I spent plenty of time in therapy. Love it. And when I was in my late teens, early twenties, which is a really sensitive time for anyone, but especially women. Yeah. I went to a therapist and it turns out she's bonkers. And she said <laughs> to my mother, not to me, I'm going to treat Julie as if she has multiple personality disorder, which she doesn't. But I think she just needs some integration into social emotional well-being. But she told me I had multiple personalities. Oh my god! She's like, well, this is how we treat multiple personalities disorder. But she never told me. But you don't have it. So like six months later, and me sitting at home, like, am I gonna accidentally kill someone? Oh my god! What if my simple personality takes over? My mom goes, well, you don't have that. I'm like, yes, I do. The therapist said. She's like, no, no. She said she's just gonna give you the same sort of treatment that you have a little disintegration, but you don't have multiple personality disorder. I'm like. Are you sure? My mom went in and just like lit her on fire. Like, oh my what god! Have you done to her? Was this part of like some sort of study? Was she writing a book and you were just her patsy, patient zero know. subject? Because that feels highly unethical. Yes, but anyway. So you live. So how- I do have multiple personalities, but it's not a disorder. Yeah. Personality disorder. She never said you have it, but she said here's the treatment. Uh-huh. You don't she normally go. Don't here's it. the treatment for syphilis. Okay, but like even though you have a yeast infection. The implication. Have you seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia with the implication? Now, first of all, I think we've already discussed that you've never actually seen. It. Okay. <laughs> and that you've only watched the memes, and that you have now at least second time brought them up on the podcast after having not seen the show. Because I love the memes and clips. Yeah, I have approximate knowledge of many things, and I've seen some of those clips on Twitter. But there's a. Uh, there's a thing with that one character. <laughs> it's like... Charlie? The one who recently came out and was like, yeah, no, I'm anti-vaccines uh, too. And it's like, what is going on with Hollywood? I hope it wasn't Charlie Day, but I don't know. It's not Charlie Day. No, it's the smarmy one. Any, moving on. Okay, and literally any of them. We don't know what we're talking I watched till season four when they got on meth, and then I was like, this is crazy. Get out. Yeah, they jumped the shark. They probably literally jumped a shark in one of their episodes. Um, but no, he was that like, happened on Happy Days. Fonzie there it is. Literally jumped. The he literally jumped the shark. Um, but no, he um, was like, "Well, the implication: you bring a girl on a date on a boat in the middle of nowhere, and you know the implication." And Charlie Day's like, "I mean, that you're gonna kill her." And he's like, "I mean, you never actually would, but like the implication, she sort of like feels that she should sleep with you." He's like, "Because you're like threatening to kill her." Well, no, the, the implication. So she implied, she's basically no better than this presumed rapist on a show that I have not seen um, by implying that you had multiple personalities on it. Wow. Way to go. Way to go. That, I had no, I'm like, where did we start? I'm like, seriously, spinning in my head, like, where did this start? That was start? such a How struggle. How are we going to end? And you did it. Bravo. This is not a slow clap. This is a real clap. Oh, that was such a struggle to like fight. That was my way. That was it's like I had a machete and I was just trying to clear through the brush <laughs> to get to the light of the resolution. That was, and we fucking got there. I can't believe you, you knew what you were talking about there. Well, there were really many parts where I did it. I think if you play it back in slow motion, not only will the devil be speaking to you, yeah, that was but, but I look lost and afraid. <laughs> What's that disorder? I haven't been to therapy in a minute and I need to go back. Because I was on it. I was in therapy from the age of nine when I was first diagnosed with OCD to like 26. And then, I'm now 28, so I've been out for like two years. Maybe it's just been one year. Tough to say. This is why I need to go back to therapy. 
the thought that somebody knows more than me and is just going to listen to me talk and I don't have to ask about them for an hour, totally worth it. Everyone should be in therapy incessantly. Oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah. Maybe not incessantly, but on a regular basis. <laughs> I feel like I need an entire fleet of medical professionals where it's just like, uh, they drop me off at work and then we unpack what happened at the day and they give me a proper dosage at every moment. I feel like I need to be institutionalized like perpetually. Um, it can happen. Someone once did tell me when I brought up... Um, the uh, the fact that it was institutionalized when I was younger, uh, and this there were counts as two, by the way. First of all, then like another great reason you should have therapy is sometimes your friends that you do a podcast with are not at all super comforting about your needs. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I knew it was such a risk diverging into the self-flagellation and the flagellation of you, but here we go. Oh, someone once told me that. Um, it sounds like amazing to be institutionalized because it sounds like so yes, restful. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, and I was like, should I be like hella offended or like, I mean, yeah, if you d- aren't like battling for your life, I can see how that would be an enjoyable moment to just like rest. But it's like you could also just take a vacation and like go to a hotel <laughs> and like That's have the same thing. Like, it's like I need to be locked away so I like stay away. It's like mm, you're literally not a werewolf, um, but like that's cute. Um, it was actually like a really hard time, and I wanted to make it through, but like. Oh, Cute for you, <laughs> spa. It's like not, that's not what this is. Um, fine, that's my two. I've met my quota. Well, I've already got one. I'm gonna go with my second. So one of my 19 jobs is ending this week. I've been an assistant in a Montessori school where the bathroom isn't in the room, so I take kids basically and listen to them shit all day. It's fantastic. <laughs> but I did figure out in the second to last week of my six months that I am the Fonz and the bathroom is my office. <laughs> <laughs> Because every day I'm like, how can I reframe whatever this is to make it? Like, obviously, helping little kids, you know, with their independence and finding their way. and It is important, right? Like, imagining who these kids are going to be when they grow up and knowing that they had a supportive, safe person who, you know, hung out with them while they pooped. Yeah. But, you know, it gets on your nerves after a while. And I was like, I'm the Fonz. This is my office. And then everyone would walk in and I'd be like, welcome to my office. And everyone's like, I'm glad that chick is leaving because in the restroom. Yeah. And this isn't actually a real place. It's just one of your psychoses manifesting itself. If only that were true. Uh, no, they're very sweet, sweet little people that I'm going to Who are obsessed with you. Well... Have we already discussed on the podcast the one kid that's obsessed with you? He, I, I don't know, but I love him and I will miss him terribly. Hey, with Julie, you know you're the, the oldest teacher in the classroom? <laughs> and you don't have any kid or children or a husband? You're, you're probably going to die by yourself, you think? <laughs> Six years old. Yeah. He's like, you know you're the biggest person in the room, too, right? I'm like, yep. I had heard that. Biggest, oldest, all by myself. You got it, buddy. Okay, see you later. Thanks, buddy. Got a nice little talk. I love that. He's great. He's, he says, like, I, he was out of town. And he told the other teacher, I've been with Julie with me a lot. And then he was like, I can't wait till he gets back. And I was thinking, I'm okay with Adam. But um, how old is he? He's thick. He just turned He's thick. thick. <laughs> He's he, thick. He, he likes to read me a Bob book. He's like, with Julie, you got time for me to read you a Bob book? You read the Bob books? They're like, Matt sat on the mat. Oh, no, Matt no, Matt no. sat on the mat. There was a lot that I couldn't understand during the entire thing, but it was so lispy and fantastic that I was just on board. He's fantastic. I'm with a lot. How, we're how all, I mean, prevalent we're are my worries that he's just grabbing them? Like, oh my God, you're the oldest one in here and you take us to the bathroom and you're all by yourself. And, you have <laughs> kids. and you're Pat's childbearing age and you're the largest. Yay. Kids are fucking assholes because they don't have any <laughs> oh, of the social nice. I mean, I do appreciate it and it can be weaponized in like a really successful way, but they have no social filters or niceties. So they'll just tell you exactly what's them. up. We're in the bathroom and he's like, so you know, I basically decide when we go back, right? I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, 
He's like, well, you can't leave without me, and I'm not ready to go. And I'm thinking, fuck, he's right. This kid is ruling my world. I'm like, you need to adult up right now. I'm like, hey, buddy, we're going back. And if you do this again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the other teacher. Because I'm, I'm 47. And he's like, don't, please don't tell me Heather. I'm like, oh, go. I am a brat, right? Like, hands down, grab a bubble, walk quietly in the hallway. I want to hop like a bunny. Like, God, we've been so serious for so long. Come on, let's sneak down the hallway like ninjas, you know? And they're just like, Julie, walk them down the hallway with their hands on the side and grab a bubble. I'm like, so boring. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to go teach at this Montessori school, use it as a co-op. Maybe I want to do this for a living. Yeah. Hell no, I'm terrible at it. I am a, I'm a brat. I don't want to do any of those things. So. Well, you're fostering their creativity, creativity in like a really fun way. Oh my God, and I read the books really well. <laughs> I get requests for Froggy's baby sister. So <laughs> <laughs> Porter goes, Froggy! And Froggy goes, what? And everyone else is very like controlled. They speak in a Montessori tone at NPR. Froggy, what? They're like, can Miss Julie read that book? I'm like, you just <laughs> literally pop out. You weren't even working that day, and you're like, "Did, someone, like, did like- someone say book reading?" <laughs> anyway, that was my nine tangents for like the last five episodes. I mean, as if I don't have seven tangents within one sentence every time I speak. Hot um, which, like, interestingly, brings us to um, Love Is Blind. And here's how. <laughs> it's like, my neurons are here, and they're slowly connecting, and I'm dragging along like a rope bridge, and here we go. Voice attractiveness is pretty much the only thing you can judge there. I guess the content of their words, and that was, like, the point. <laughs> but <laughs> but also, <laughs> the, like... Is that your takeaway? Love is blind. Do you like lens flare? Do you like very quick, rapid cuts akin to the hills? Do you like that Nick Lachey and whatever her name, Vanessa, Vanessa, are still together? Then you'll love the first five seconds of Love is Blind and maybe the rest. So on this incredibly bonkers journey, we are introduced to like 30 fucking people, 15 men, 15 women, who are all segregated in different households, like the Montagues and the Capulets, and they have pod moments where they can speak to a door that their potential love connection is on the other side of and determine whether or not they're getting married. So that's the end goal, is that you're talking to these people, you have no idea what they look like. So the ultimate end goal is to get married to these people that you've known for a very small amount of time without ever seeing their face. Spoiler alert. Everyone here is still so pretty. Right, so everyone's at least a seven, right? Except Every mark. But the everyone's... only thing that was like an issue was it was just like, I'm short. Yeah, that's that like... one guy was really short, and he did not make it to the next <laughs> He did not find It's not Mark who says I'm short, it's someone else. No, 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 but like someone, that was the only thing. It's like they're all very attractive people, and I feel like if you wanted to do something like super subversive with the genre, it could have been like, hey, maybe get some people who aren't conventionally attractive. But like ultimately... Love is not totally blind because you're rewarded with this like super attractive person at the end right. who just might be like a little short, which like, what's the big deal? Short dudes generally have bigger penises. Has yes. no one else read Kinsey? <laughs> <laughs> Either of the volumes? I You've had 70 years. Loved it. I wanted them to show me more of the conversations because they seem to genuinely feel yeah. that they are in love with each other at the end of three four days. days. Four days. Yeah. They have 10 days in the pods, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. They have 10 days in the pods. So, I mean, even if you talk for like six hours a day and it's somebody like giving you 
prep questions to talk about. The only like even slightly deep conversation I think we see is between Mark and Jessica. Yeah. When they're talking about religion and she's like, I'm kind of Christian lately and I really want to raise my kids Christian. And he's like, oh my God, I have a cross tattooed on my body with spaces for the names of our children. And she's like, wow. And she makes Italian peppers. But... And she comes fully dressed. She comes fully dressed. All of them come fully camera ready, which I get. You want to look good on TV, but they can't see you. Once again, jammy pants. Yeah. No. I did like that they got blankets and the cozy couch. And so much alcohol. They were so lit all the time. It's like, first of all, this show's wild. Also, I love that they're like, I'm going to find love in this literal vacuum without any real life stressors. It's like a camp romance where it's just like there's a very oh, limited it is pool. It's like camp. You're there for a week and you develop very strong relationships. You're like, I'm going to be with you forever. And then oh, the next so true. time you come back for camp, <laughs> a year later, you're both gay now. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's... Is that I, not everyone's camp experience? I mean, yes, everyone's story is that. But also like if you're ever in a show... You know, like you're in a play. Yeah. You're like so invested in these people, and then you're like, I'll never see you again. Yeah. Peace out. Anyway, so it is a fascinating concept, but it is exactly like camp. It's like you have no stressors. So that would be smart. like an interesting thing if it was like, thank you. Sometimes I have like, <laughs> what a hot take. <laughs> I just didn't make the connection in my brain, and it's so true. And and thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. This is one a rare moment of genuine praise. I'm gonna like bask in it for another thirty seconds. And then you ruined and it. And then boom. I ruined it, boom. I was like, damn it, I feel I it. I blew up a balloon for you and you just popped it. <laughs> With my personality. Doesn't make me want to do it again. My personality's a sharp knife and it pops any praise. And Welcome. That's like a knife. <laughs> Welcome to my one woman show. So yeah or nay, did you love it? I mean obviously you're still watching it. So here's what you don't know. Yeah. Episodes one and two are amazing. I immediately... Which was the assignment. I did complete it. Texted Emma after episode three. Oops. Dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm waiting. The finale's this week. I'm up to episode nine. I won't tell you anything, but... Um, no, I loved it. And I love... Lauren is the heroine of it, and Cameron. They seem like genuine, nice people. They are sweet. And Cameron Although has no a... no one has a real job. Except for Cameron. He's a scientist or He's an engineer. A, and much like a scientist, I'm here to test the hypothesis. Now, as a person who has bug eyes myself, most You do not have bug eyes. You've got Betty Davis eyes. She's got Betty Davis eyes. So for me, Mark, that's a harsh look. That is like open eyeball intensity all day long, right? Everyone else is at least mildly attractive. I think he's still attractive. He's such a good guy. Yeah. I mean, I think he's pretty. I mean, especially when he like is laughing and is a little softer. Um, I do also love how the girls immediately are like talking about who is the biggest dick and penis size and everything, and I was just like, amazing. So, why do you think America in particular is so interested in the show? I think what happened is this: Stevie Wonder once walked into a pitch meeting for a network exec and was like, "What if we just made everything blind?" And so now we have the voice where you can't see them. Now we've got Love is Blind. Now we have the circle. It's just like, what's next? But Stevie Wonder only dates hot women. That's the show! They're all hot! Um, she was like, we're a different race, we're a different age, but we're definitely cut from the same cloth, which is hot. They're all just hot. Well, you know what's really fun with you being behind on everything we're watching every week is that you get to have predictions. That's true, yeah. So what do you think is going to... What, what are your predictions? Who do you think is going to get married? We don't actually know anybody who's gotten married yet. We know of one couple that doesn't get married. But other than that, it's all up in the air for this finale. I mean, I feel like... Who do you think will say yes? I Love mean, is blind. Blah, 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 blah. Shakira. Blah, blah, blah. 
That's the Shakira line from the halftime show. No, no, I got it. No, no. It just wasn't funny. <laughs> I just said what was happening. Um, All night. Uh, I, no, you were amazing and I love you. Um, Cameron and Lauren, I think. I just like them together a lot. Oh, uh, when then he when he what was me? when he was making out with her, um, when they finally got to see each other, um, he whispered something like super weird, but I forget what it was. But it like immediately put me on edge. Like all my hairs went up like a frightened cat. He said, "I'll never let you go. I don't want to ever let you go." Did he? Heard. I think it was meant to be something, which like I ultimately found endearing because it was meant to be like a super sexy, suave moment. But he's you know a scientist, so. <laughs> all right, back to our couples. So we've got Amber and Barnett. What you know so far is that she's an ex-tank mechanic. Yeah. So what do you do now? And he is an engineer. Who and has an asshole. Multiple love for yeah. lots of women. I mean, and he says really kindly, Elsie, it's not you. That was the way he broke her heart. It's not you. I'm not picking you. I just like. It is annoying how fascinated I am by his future storyline, even though he's an asshole. He's charismatic. He's charismatic, yeah. And he got super cozy super quickly, and I do appreciate that. As someone who immediately, upon getting inside, just like, no, I don't do that. That's an absolute lie. I sleep in my clothes that I wear to work. So I don't know what I'm trying to do. Sorry, podcast listeners. I lied to you, Denmark. Sorry, Russia. Netherlands. So then we have Carrie and Kenny, which we know very little about. Yeah, I was like, I don't even know who those She's are. She's got long hair. He's a ginger that Emma doesn't find attractive. Um, and what do you think is going to happen with Jessica and Mark? I hope there's something about his real age. I know, or her real age, I know that she gives wine to a dog, um, and so I'm very concerned about that part. But it's, like, so cash. Like, it's obviously happens. Poor Mark. She's like, I think I ain't really like Barnett better than you. And then Barnett's like, peace out. And she's like, Mark, you Mark. Deal. <laughs> I, I And Mark fucking falls for it. Yeah, that kid wants to be loved. He obviously loves his family. You know what I mean? He's a mama's boy. It's I like, feel like, you know, you come from a really close-knit family. You just want to get married. Mm-hmm. He's going to take whatever abuse she's going to ditch I'm out. Open. <laughs> I don't really feel like at this point we know that much about G. So what do you think about Giannina and uh, Damien? We haven't just really talked she, about them. She is a really... Well, so... Just that she's a really hard name to pronounce, and he had to find out before he proposed. I think it was the milady part. Well, it's definitely worth your time to not skip because there is such a dumpster fire shit show on its way. So I shouldn't just go to the finale. I mean, you can. It's not until Thursday, but I I have thoroughly enjoyed the other episodes right. while playing on my phone. Sure, sure, sure. But like, I do, I do need those easy kind of shows. For sure. So I'm going to give... I think this is way better than The Circle. Yeah, how many jumpsuits are you giving out? Not as good as Next in Fashion. Yeah. I will say, Next in Fashion surprised me with how engrossing it was. I enjoyed that so thoroughly. And Minju! How many gemstones are you giving Love is Blind? I feel like it's very early for me to True. to give out a full... But at the point I was... Because there's still so at, many twists. I was at like an 82 or something. Yeah. I was way up. I... I would give it like... Like a 75, maybe? Thus far? Episodes one and two in the mid-80s. Yeah. Three, four, five, we're way down in the 50s. Oh, brutal. Six, seven, eight, nine, we're heading back up. Okay. Now I just need it to end. So right now, with the anticipation, we're going like 89. Yeah. I'm way in. Heard. I'm looking these people up on the internet. I got problems. I'm listening to And yet songs. you didn't like Younger. No one liked Younger. Nope. No, they didn't. 
<laughs> so let's talk about our other homework assignment of To All the Boys I Loved Before. The PS sequel. Yeah. Yes. Um, thank God it wasn't P.S. I Love You, which that was a rough movie except for Lisa Kudrow. Um, she's the only thing I loved about that. You, it's like, hey, Nick, talk about this movie. I'm like, you know what else? This other movie. And I'm going to talk about that one. Um, I thought the first one was so adorable and incredibly cute and sweet and heartfelt. And you are being so rude you right now. <laughs> it's like, how many adjectives can he list? Um, but the second one lost a little bit of that charm and the magic. And I get that it was supposed to be like, this is what happens after the fairy tale's over, and there's a strong burst of reality, a sort of pops-up bubble. But, like, I don't know. The movie was so sweet and comforting initially that it felt weird to suddenly take that turn. It's like, yeah, no, not all romance is fairy tale. That's why I watch movies, so I can experience that. And there wasn't a lot of time spent on, like, oh, we're together now. It's like, immediately I'm going to become a, like, possessive monster. <laughs> I know, I just wanted to enjoy it for a little while. Do you want yeah. to just, just enjoy it for a while? No, you did not, she's the entire She went, yeah. Well, I don't like that. I mean, I it's fine and shrill, I guess, you know, when the female heroine is super-duper flawed. Mm-hmm. But for me, for her, you don't even get to enjoy it for, like, five seconds. I know. I know. Five I seconds. the whole movie, you yeah. know? I, like, I wish that... I get that she's young and she's learning this stuff, but I wish that less of the movie was, like the torture of just like oh my god Largy just fucking say the right thing <laughs> and look at him little angel showing up to pick you up because she doesn't like driving in the snow Aww. also like shout out to Annabelle Lee <laughs> that came out of nowhere <laughs> and the sea polker by the sea I did that I did a presentation on that in 7th grade the poem oh, he the was actually Annabelle Lee his fast completed book work can we talk about how Holland Taylor ends up in this movie and how wasted she is? Like, I was very excited when I saw her and I thought it was going to be... Because I love Holland Taylor. Who I, doesn't? I, well, Sarah Paulson, deaf does. Deaf. Deaf. Talk about an age gap. Till, I know, till deaf do her part. which it's like, not going to be long. TikTok. <laughs> Holland Taylor's like in her 80s or something, right? Like late 70s? She's 104 years old. 105. She's, she, did she just have a birthday? Oh, did you DM her? <laughs> does she respond? You know what? I can't help but if Danny Pellegrino and I are friends and I know, I know, I know. Whatever, I met uh, Louis Vertel, so. Louis. Now, yeah. here's a hurtful question. Yeah. Obviously, not the target audience for this movie, right? Because I'm like over 40. The oldest, biggest one in the room. <laughs> yes, thank you for reminding me. Um, but I loved the first one. So I, the first one was gorgeous. The first one was also directed by a woman. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, but. It has everything to do with everything. This one's directed by a man. And it, you can tell. I investigated it a little bit. Um, have you ever investigated Noah Centineo's Instagram? Yes. I have investigated his nudes that leaked. Do you want me to send them to you? No, thank you. What about the tapes? No. But I do love a douchey selfie that says, like, you're not in love with me, you're in love with the me that you see in you. There was a time when he was it's writing... It's very Jaden Smith meets Stefano Sitsipas. Oh, I don't know who Stefano Sitsipas is. He, well, based on your reaction and your pronunciation, I think you can assume it's another tennis player. Oh, no. <laughs> she walked right into it. I didn't know that. I really did not know Muguruza that. and <laughs> Sitsipas. Uh, the Greeks are going to be coming for you. He's all they have. What's his name? I can't say it to you again. <laughs> what do you think it is? What do you think his name is? I want you to say it. Not Sitzbath. So he's he's a he's a shitbath. Stefano's shitbath. This is a male Greek tennis player. This is a male. Yeah, this is the first time you brought up a male tennis player, so I don't think it can be 
dinged for that. Oh, I don't know if it's supposed to. Oh, it's interesting how incorrect you are. And Truth how much... booth. Truth booth. Emma Truth has booth. the receipts. Come for me again. Yeah. Anyway, what was the point of this rant? Who knows? Um, no centineos. Oh, it's very just like the world isn't what you see. It's a blank. It's like some sort of like everything is like a slam poetry piece. That's yes. not actually good though. It's just like I'm just gonna say something. Question, rhythmic. Is there such a thing as a good slam poetry? Piece? That's a great. That's that a great question. <laughs> Which is when you say something super rhythmically, but it doesn't make sense. It's like your eyes are the apples of my orange, and our fruit salad is Frito Kalu and magical. <laughs> that was not bad. I needed a little more energy, but well, yeah. I, I love the beat, the feel, the timing <laughs> of the slam, slam, slam. I love. I don't know, but I feel the timing of the damn, damn, damn. I love the I intensity. Mulan Rouge and did the can, can, can. Can you can, can, can? Can you can, can, can? I'm a can, can, ma'am. Wow. Twist. Open your eyes. There is a new comedy club opening in Northside. Oh, really? Yes. That's where I think our first live show will be. They're setting it up for live shows. Oh, Jeff amazing. Tate's already coming. They hear he lives here, but he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, how many gemstones are you, like, i just say rewatch the first one. Yeah. Yeah, the first one is so much better, the second one was disappointing. I'd give it, like, 66 gemstones. You think he just moisturizes all the time? He's really moist. Who knows? No, no. Which is interesting, because in his videos, you will find out that he moisturizes a lot of his appendages. Does he have, like, a lot of nudes out there? And before, like, before To All the Boys I Love Before dropped his nudes dropped and he had a lot of these like looking into the like clearly snapchats where he's just like girl like you don't even know what i'm gonna do to you sort of thing uh where he's like biting the lip like super justin bieber thing um he's having so much fun with fame <laughs> yeah yeah good for him and like good for him and he's got a very solid package so good for him and he's a decent actor he's in that other movie we watched too he's very sweet i like him he comes off as authentic he was in another one of the Rom-com. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting to see the people... No, it was Sierra Burgess Explains It All, which is a movie I absolutely hate, but I thought he was great in it. Sierra Burgess Explains It All. Sierra Sierra Burgess is a loser. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Clarissa? Clarissa throwback. (laughs) (laughs) You can't truth booth me, I truth booth myself. I truth booth myself. I'm never trying to truth booth you. It's not like an attack I'm trying to launch the truth is a booth that I will not sit I in. I truth booth myself. Are you going to spray him? Oh, buddy. You should totally spray Nick and spray him. Emma has it's gotten off the water spritzer for Nick or Frank. Well, Frank and I just like, we vibe off of each other's energy so I hard. I it's manic. We get, do get very manic. We're either like very sloth or we're just like, oh. oh. I know. As soon as you leave, he's going to I I know. Frankly, I do do that. Where I'm Only just like, Tyler enjoys the dog panting. And- <laughs> um, I do do that where I'm just like, Frank, let's get fucking crazy. Stop right now. Okay. <laughs> Take me away. You're going to finish Love is Blind. You're at least going to watch the I'm going to at least going to watch the finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, We're all going to watch the finale. We're going to watch. No question. <laughs> Duh. Um, In the morning before the rest of my life. So then we're talking about doing some adventuring. Yes. So I looked up some... Aerial yoga, which we can totally do at a place called Hello Sunshine Yoga in like Silverton. Yeah. Many classes we can attend. Um, I also thought we could do the iFly, 
where you do the indoor skydiving. Ooh, that I'm sounds sure fun. I would pee all over myself, but I'd be willing to try. Oh, Why so would you scary. pee all over yourself? Why are you sure? I don't know. I mean, I can't even get on a swing, so I don't know how I would do that, but I feel like I could try. Why are you sure? not actually. Right. But you get to wear the suit, which would be fun. Right. And then you get to fly on the thing, and there's I think there's a deal. We can get it. Groupon? Yeah. So I was thinking, like, just fun activities that would be challenging in some way. Yeah. Or not. Or that's not our wheelhouse. I mean, we're supposed to be talking no. about... I'm game for anything. We have three dollars to spare. <laughs> that goes right back into the business. We are not spending that's true. on ourselves. That's true. Hey. Have you guys ever watched um, Better Off Ted? It's quite good. It's on Hulu. How about you pick the new things and I pick the things we should watch? But we already past. decided that Younger was a fail. I only have one chance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like everything that I suggest that we watch, we're like, I really do. Oh my god, I only get one shot. Do not miss your chance. All right, you can give a second shot. Uh, what I've been interesting about myself is that usually you're just like, oh, cool. We're talking about something we both like. It's like, you could say anything to me, and we're like, okay, but anyway, so what I want to talk about is this. Uh-huh, but it's I know, but did you want to talk about talk anything about. specific we haven't talked about yet? Mm. <laughs> Sorry, you just got caught wearing a Nick? I, I'm unhinged. <laughs> I'm delightfully unhinged. Truth Booth. Hi there, it's Emma in the Truth Booth. First of all, Dolly Parton is an icon, and if you haven't listened to the Dolly Parton's America podcast yet, I highly recommend it. Dolly Parton's literacy program is called Dolly Parton's Imagination Library, and according to the website, they had mailed out 132,397,655 books as of the release of this episode. And Dolly did a fundraiser to help rebuild Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg after forest fires ravaged the area. Shifting gears to Love is Blind, our fave couple, Cameron and Lauren, when they first saw each other, embraced while he whispered lots of sweet nothings that disturbed Nick in her ear, including, I'm so excited to see you. I'm never going to let you go, and I cannot wait to marry you. The Love is Blind contestant who is engaged to Kenny is Kelly and not Carrie, as uh, Julie and I said, and Holland Taylor is 77 years old. Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and... Frank! <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank! <laughs> we love you, Frank. Love you.